I had the opportunity to go into a place called Fort Campbell in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And at that time, a person by the name of General Pat Patrick asked if we would come in and maybe spend a little bit of time helping the people get over what was at that time a very serious tragedy where we had lost a great deal of people in what was called the Gander situation. When some of our people were returning from the Middle East, were involved in an airplane crash uh, up in Gander. And so the families, most of them that were lost, were housed right there at Fort Campbell. And so we were going to come in and see if we couldn't get them to refocus on the future in some way. So the important thing to get across here, though, was as we came into the civilian airport, and then we're going to be escorted into Fort Campbell by helicopter, as I came in with a friend of mine, Jack Fitter, we were greeted by, at this time, two camouflage people. Three, actually. One was an escort, and the other two were helicopter pilots. We uh, got into the helicopter, and it was nighttime. These kids were going to demonstrate how this helicopter worked to me on the way in. They were going to give us a fun ride. And they were going, I don't know how fast, I mean, let's just say uh, 150, 170 miles an hour, but it wasn't much more than 100 and some 150 feet off the ground. And keep in mind now, it was dark. And there were, could have been hills and telephone poles and trees and everything else. And these kids were just having the times of their life, taking us in. But what they were wearing were some special glasses. They had kind of like special goggles on, from my view. And really what those were were what were called starlight scopes, where they magnify light maybe thousands of times for you see. And so what it appeared to be total darkness to us was really not total darkness to them. They could perceive quite similar to where it would be daylight to them. But for me, I couldn't see. And I couldn't move. If I was me, I wouldn't move nearly as fast, and I wouldn't be nearly as assured, and it would be very scary. And sometimes life is like that to us. If we can't see, we move rather timidly. We move rather unassured of ourselves. But if you can put on special glasses, it allows you to move a little bit faster than the people around you. What this course will do will allow you to have special glasses. Just allow you to see a little bit better than perhaps you could before or another person might. So this perception that we're going to talk about isn't magic stuff. Really what it is, it has a lot to do with many factors, one of which is your belief factor in your mind. The things that you believe not only affect how you act, they affect what you perceive. Have you ever lost your wallet or your purse? Ah, of course you have. Sometime or another, and then what you did, though, if you could go back and reflect, or if, in fact, instead of going back and reflecting, watch how you do this the next time. When you lose your wallet or your purse, have you ever said to yourself, ah, I've lost it. I've lost my wallet. I've lost my purse. What you're doing there is giving yourself a belief without knowing it, because what we're going to do later on in this course is talk to you about psycholinguistics, the power that your language has on your belief. The power that your language, the how you talk to you, has not only on your belief, but what you let yourself perceive or see. So now, keep in mind, what you just did was give yourself a belief. And what was it? Ah, I've lost my wallet. I've lost my purse. There was a person a long time ago by the name of Festinger who came up with the cognitive dissonance principle. Cognitive meaning idea, belief, truth, opinion. Dissonance meaning disharmony. Getting upset, getting mad. 
And he said no human being can hold two conflicting beliefs in their mind at the same time without disharmony occurring, getting upset, getting mad. So if you have a strong belief in your mind and you're presented with opposite information or reality, what happens then is it's conflicting, it upsets us. And so we have a tendency to not want to be upset, so we block out information that doesn't match what we believe. Now we block it out visually, we block it out to sound, we block it out to taste or smell. Our senses block out information, ideas, that don't match what it is that we want or know are true. So really what we're going to do as we go through this curriculum is we're going to need to learn to search for the truth and recognize the things that block it. So here you